Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chrisanne Hall Daily Journal. Chrisanne Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality, which, by the way, will get you into trouble depending on where you are. One side will hate you, one side will love you, but it'll always switch sides when they figure out, you know, They've changed their minds. Welcome to the show, my husband, J.C. Hall. And here we now are at the end of the impeachment inquiries. How exciting is that? I didn't even know it was over. <laughs> I, I stopped paying attention to it. Yeah, this is, this, is, this is what you get. This is a summary of what you see. It's what I was talking about last, last week on the show. You want to get the you want to get the big picture of what we saw last week. Um, you you have to see uh, by by comparing the channels. I talked about last week that uh, I was on the airplane and I was flipping between three channels, and they had the exact same stories with the exact same content content with the exact same headlines, except. Depending on if you were watching Fox, the Republicans were winning, and if you were watching MSNBC or CNN, the Democrats were winning. And so if you're watching us on YouTube right now, which I hope you are, and while you're watching us on YouTube, I hope that you subscribe and also click the bell so you get the notifications when we are posting these and we do go not live so you never, ever miss truth. Uh, so what we have now up on the screen are our two different stations. We've got Fox News and CNN with the set, practically the same pictures, the same testimony. Uh, and on the Fox side, Son, uh, Sondland, they declare uh, that that Sondland says what? That there's... Sondland confirms Trump told him no quid pro quo. Right, right. And then you have the same picture on the left, essentially the same picture of the left mm -hmm. with Sondland's testimony. And it says Sondland confirms quid pro quo. Oh, so that's not actually CNN. It looks like CBS. So you have CBS saying Sondland yeah. confirms a quid pro quo with the same testimony on the screen. And then you have Fox News with the same testimony on the screen saying Sondland uh, denies no, uh, no quid pro quo. Yeah, so if you... If you consider the low ratings of the impeachment, right? In other words, nobody's mm -hmm. watching. Right. Then, but they all, but everybody has a, you know, has a conclusion about it, right? Right. You do the polls, and somebody thinks one side or another. But yet, 
they really don't know anything. Right. Where they're getting their their position is from either channel. Like so, whatever their tribe is. Right. They're watching their channel. Right. And then their tribe tells them what they're supposed to think. But most people that have an opinion didn't watch any of the impeachments. They've not researched any of the issues, looked at any of the documents, right. heard any testimony or any anything about any of this, really, since, right. the, since the whole Russia hoax. This is really just a continuation of the Russia hoax. Uh, you know, so, or we, we should probably call it not really the Russia hoax, but it's the whole uh, coup. Um, what would you call it? It's the coup adventure. Right, because this is just another I, well, installment of the coup. It's a Hollywood production. This is. It is. This is this is uh, Mueller, and uh, what's the other one you were talking about? The, I'm losing track of everything. Anyway, it's like the sequel. Yeah. It's like Jaws 10. Yeah, right? Well, Nobody's the same movie over and over again with the, with just different characters that die. Well, and I think you know this goes to what Mr. Salisbury the other day on our YouTube show was getting at, you know, you're falling for Donald Trump, you know, controlled opposition, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, that's the picture of a controlled opposition. Now they, mm-hmm. obviously he goes so far as to say Trump's in on it. Trump's also part of a controlled opposition, but that's basically what you're watching, where right. that you have somebody over each of these news conglomerates. Right. And so they've scripted both sides. Right. To keep everybody in their tribe, when in fact nobody's informed, nobody is no. actually informed. That's they just go according to the scripted uh, opposition, controlled opposition mm-hmm. scenario. So this is an article in and the that's New York it. That's Times. Where we are. Oops, that was one I'm going to do. Do do do. Where is the By the way, I'm not sure Trump is. I, I get and I get what the guy was saying the other day. Uh, I'm not sure Trump is part of the controlled opposition or not. He, he may be. Is that then that'd be a third element. And basically that goes like this, um, that Trump, even though so both sides are against Trump. Right. Uh, why? Well, in the context of controlled opposition, the theory is, well, they they put Trump in there to make it look like you're at, you know, we the people are actually right. having an impact. Right. Kind of throw you off the scent. Kind right. Of thing. Some of that stuff, I mean, it's like, where do you end? So this is an article from the New York Times. It says a split decision from Congress will leave voters with final say on Trump. Unlike President Richard Nixon or Bill Clinton, Trump will face an election after his impeachment battle if he isn't removed from office. Uh, well, I submit to you that's what it's always been about. It's been about who, who, is, who are we going to get to vote uh, for someone other than Trump, right? Yeah. And so this this article is is pretty interesting. Now obviously it's New York Times, so they're they're spouting the narrative about how the evidence was conclusive and Trump was a quid pro quo and Trump is bribery and Trump mm-hmm. is all this other crazy stuff. But I wanted to read from this article uh, a statement from former representative uh, Chris Curbello, a Republican from Florida. He says the impeachment jury is actually a smaller universe of voters in our country who are persuadable. Swing voters who have avoided the tribalism plaguing most of our citizenry these days. Their verdict will be issued next fall. Well, I I think that's I mean, that's what we've been saying all along. It's because, look, 
MSNBC, CBS, CNN, they have their tribe. And their people are watching them, right? And so they're going to keep spouting the narrative from them, regardless, because they didn't watch the impeachment hearings. You know, we already know nobody listened to them at all. And so, except for those of us who are, you know, nerds and politics. I just, I listened I just, to a couple. I didn't, I, no, I listened to a couple minutes. <laughs> no, no, I listened to actually I think the, the longest stint, the longest stint that I had was when on the, when I was on the airplane for five and a half hours. So yeah, that's the I didn't thing. They listen were, for five and a half hours, but I listened to it the longest there. Yeah. They were five hours, you know, five hour plus yeah. hearings. Right. I, I actually, yeah. what? Somebody talking. Uh, my speakers <laughs> talked to me. Um, I actually listened to the first two in, in their entirety. Um, and then that was it. But here's the thing. What 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 this uh, former rep from Florida is telling us, they're looking to sway the people who who are not watching either news channel. They're looking yeah. to get these people who because the CNN people are going to vote against Trump no matter what happens. The Fox people are going to likely vote for Trump, although it's a mixed bag these days because of the never Trumpers and all that other kind of stuff in the conservative Republican party. So they're just looking for people that will actually, uh, aren't, aren't in either tribalistic boundaries. No, that is interesting because I think this, the stats I saw recently, I, I want to say, um, it was 30, 31% of Americans are registered Democrat. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe 24% are registered Republican. Mm -hmm. uh, 40, something like 47% are not registered as those. So what right. they classify as independents. Right. Um, it's, it's a, and then when well, to, to me when you like couple the Green Party and you know all the yeah whatever I just the whatever so it looked like whatever for yeah it looked like how they defined that was if you're not Democrat and you're not Republican. So basically, you're, if you're not those two, you're independent. Um, which tells you a lot just in that name right. that they consider you independent <laughs> if you're not one of those two. Right. 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 Uh, so they look Praise at God. the two as one and, and exactly. what is the opposite of independent? Right. right. You're, you're De slave. You're dependent. <laughs> you are dependent on the Republican Party. You are dependent on the, on the right. well, you're, you're dependent on the political parties yeah. and you're independent from the political parties. When you throw in. Um, I think the other thing I read, I don't remember the exact numbers, but let, let's just say you, if you throw in the fact that so uh, few people as a whole are actually registered to vote mm -hmm. in America. So it's it's a it's a really small minority, uh, number one, that are registered. Well, that's what the and then, said. And it then a small, small minority yeah. of those that are registered that actually vote typically right. you're talking uh 36 percent yeah i mean it was you came close to i think 50 uh this last time and which which was ginormous stunning so stunning i was on firepower with will johnson last week and we were talking about this yeah. and it's just it, it it's just amazing we we were that that so many people are catching on to the fact that you know we're 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 so tribalistic i think that even in within the tribes people are starting to push away yeah. from the tribalism because it's become so blatant and americans 
Americans don't like to feel trapped. They don't like to feel boxed in and they don't, and, and we're not sort of the spirit of Americanism isn't tribalistic in that nature. No, and that's so. part of the controlled opposition. That's, you know, when they basically control both sides, get you fighting with one another. I never forget it. We just told the story in, in class the other day when we went to Jamestown and we saw the yeah. story of, you know, long story short, it was this, the black slaves, white slaves rising up against uh, the British governor there. And then after they put down the rebellion, they enacted harsher laws against the black slaves to build resentment against white slaves so that white and black would never join together again to oppose uh, their oppressors. <laughs> Well, and, and that, that's, that's part of what's going on with the tribalism. This is fostered the Democrat versus Republican and all that to so keep us under control. So they become independent yeah. and rise up against the political cabal. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. I just want to finish up uh, this little section that we have going on here with a with a funny article that I found on the uh, Babylon Bee. They're a they're a satire kind mm -hmm. of page, and the headline reads: "Impeachment inquiry canceled after five episodes due to low ratings." And I I love this this style of writing. So it says. The exciting new TV show, Impeachment Inquiry, was poised to take the ratings by storm, promising to eclipse all other shows in its time slot. But the show will be canceled after one season, like a lot of bad TV shows and also Firefly. <laughs> after just five rocky episodes that failed to deliver any major plot twists, producers pulled the plug on the Impeachment Inquiry due to lack of viewers. The showrunners promised all these big bombshells, shocking twists, and startling revelations, but they weren't able to deliver, said one reviewer writing in Hollywood Reporter. When, they are, when there are so many better options out there, rewatching The Office, checking out The Good Place, staring at paint as it slowly dries, why would people tune into this tepid, uninspired mess? 22% of Americans said they were disappointed in with the show so far, while 78% said impeachment hearings are going on. <laughs> <laughs> At publishing time, sources had confirmed that J.J. Abrams had been in charge of writing the plot and simply forgot to tie up all the loose ends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Isn't that awesome? I love that bad shows and Firefly. And Firefly. There's <laughs> always no, like, good, smart... You know, yeah. thoughtful sci-fi yeah, is yeah. always, always going to be cool. Oh, man. No matter how good they are, it's just always gone. But the Orville marches on. Oh. And our friend Rob can't get his book turned into a show. <laughs> I like craziness. But, you know, we have a general rule along those lines. Yeah. Like you see the critics. If the critics are trashing a movie, then we're... We, we think we go. that's going to be good. That's the movie we're going to Or if they say, this is the greatest. Like, I just saw the one with, what's the guy from Cap that plays Captain America? The Knives, like pulling out the knives. or Something some about the knives. It's got, I don't know. It's got the, the latest James Bond guy in it, and then the, and then the Captain America guy. And it's all like these Hollywood 
you know, somebodies in mm -hmm. this thing. And now all the critics raving, and, and I just saw the comments, all the critics rave, and this is the best, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, wow, that's that must be terrible. That's going to be a terrible Definitely show. not watching that. So. Because it's going to be some lefty, green preaching, some LGBT sermon. Like, uh, that. that's when they say, this, CW. Is, a, this is a great CW. I movie. can't watch CW. I had to turn off Supergirl. I had to turn off Flash. I had to turn off all, and Batgirl is on. It's just terrible. I don't watch television to be preached to, okay? No. I don't need my sermons from television. I get my sermons no. in church. I, you know, I, I don't need you to preach at me. I don't watch television show to get social confirmation. Yeah, it's all indoctrination. It is. It's awful. It's terrible. And and then the storylines aren't even any good. And the acting is even worse. So let, let me, I'm going to make a little prediction here, JC, because I, I want I want people to look this out, out for this. Now that they're going to try to take all the testimony and, and create something, right? Mm -hmm. So this has been an impeachment inquiry searching for a crime. There's, they, they've never identified actually a crime here. Right. Now remember. But the conclusion was a foregone conclusion. Well, well. They but, already knew what they're going to do. So here's the thing. Section, Article 2, Section 4 is the impeachment clause that's relevant here, okay? Mm -hmm. So the president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, and other high crimes and misdemeanors. Well, you can't even take anything to the Senate unless it's treason, bribery, or a high crime or a misdemeanor. Now, because they don't have this. Mm -hmm. They're going to start, and, and they've already laid the groundwork for this. They, all these people, man, we talked about this last, last week about the, the Federalist Papers and Hamilton and all of this stuff. And it's now really, really, really ramping up. And it has to do with Federalist Papers number 65. And so what I would like to do is take just a few minutes for us to go over Federalist 65 together. Because it's it really is, if, if you're looking at Federalist 65... It really is just the second paragraph that 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 they're clinging to. Mm -hmm. And what I want to show people is kind of like what, what I did in the research and writing class at River University, at the River School of Government. I want to, I want to read through this, and I want to show people how to identify what is really being said here so that we can identify when these reporters are talking about this that they're really trying to twist facts to create a crime. Say it isn't so. As arrogant men tear up our constitution, and from every direction we cry real. You can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris Ann Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Remember, Liberty First University is where we study the things in depth of the Constitution, what the founders wrote, what they meant, and what they meant to uh, us to know, what they wanted us to know. And I want to talk to you about Federalist 65. Now, what they're saying, JC, and I know because you haven't been watching the news, you don't, you haven't really, have you heard them talking about Federalist 65 at all? Okay. So they started off talking about Federal 69 because Federal 69 is where uh, Hamilton discusses the power that's delegated to the president. 
But then they realized that that really doesn't give them anything. So then they jumped to Hamilton and Federalist 65. Now, what's interesting with Federalist 65 and Hamilton is that Federalist 65 is not even talking about the President of the United States. Okay? Uh -huh. The subject matter of the Federalist 65 is actually about the political power of the Senate. Okay? Now, we all know Senate has the impeachment trial in the impeachment process. And so what Hamilton is discussing is in number 65, and he says it very clearly, the judicial character of the Senate. Okay? So this is a very, very specific paper. Mm -hmm. And what they're doing is they're taking the Hamilton's explanation of the judicial character of the Senate and turning it into a characteristic of the office of the president in impeachment. So let me just go ahead and read this. It says, uh, a well-constituted court for the trial of impeachment is an object not more to be desired than difficult to be obtained in a government wholly elective. These subjects, now really what this is, is about the political nature of the Senate, right? So we have a judicial character in the Senate when the senators are elected by people, right? Mm -hmm. So what happens now, he's saying, how, how are we to have a, a judicial character in the Senate that believes in due process, that follows the rule of law, when in reality they are dictated by politics? So when he's talking about the character of political, he's really talking more about the character of the Senate mm -hmm. than right. of the president itself. So he says, the subjects of its jurisdiction are those offenses which proceed from the misconduct of politic men, okay? In other words, from the abuse or violation of some public trust. They are of a nature which may, be, may with peculiar propriety be de denominated political as they relate chiefly to inquiries done immediately to the society itself. Now, let me point out to you what these wonking heads are doing to this. They're pulling out this word, public men. They're pulling out these words, uh, um, abuse or violation of public trust. They're pulling out the words political in these two sentences and saying, see, there you go. Hamilton is saying that the president can be impeached for political things. That's not what he's saying. See, first off, it's about definitions, right? That word political, that word political in their day, and as I'm watching us on YouTube, means derived from office or connection with government. Mm. It doesn't mean Republican or Democrat. That word political there means, as he says. No, he defines it. Yeah, as chiefly, uh, right. Injuries done immediately to the society Side itself, itself, right? And so it's the term political. As opposed relates to criminal to, yeah, relates to, against a person. Well, like when you look back to, and I think it was in um, the uh, charter, the early colony there, uh, John Withrop, and he talks about the body politics. Yes, absolutely. Right? The body politics, right. which, which refers to the, the, the public right. who govern, right? right? In other words, we the people. Right. Right. So it's basically it's saying uh, these things under the Senate's purview uh, are 
you said properly, propriety to be dominated political as it relates to the injuries done immediately to the society itself. So, so right. they place some trust. And since this is a public officer, you know, your offense is against those who elected the you. Whole in, in the whole society, sen- not, right. not me punching you in the face, right. but the, these persons, and this is not, once again, I, I just show you that the, uh, the the clause here is the president, vice president, and all civil officers, right? right. So this is not just about the president. So Correct. he's talking about the body politic as a whole, as opposed to an individual punching somebody in the face. Okay, he is not broadening the terms. He is not defining. By the way, he is not defining high crimes and misdemeanors no. as something of a political nature. First off, here's what I think is important. You got to go back to hermeneutics. So just like right. we would teach the scripture. The first mm-hmm. thing, the first thing that's where you start is the context, mm-hmm. right? So you you know, you dealt you dealt with the context of the document being this relates to the sentence yes. and so forth, but there's also context to that paragraph. Right. This entire paragraph is a warning. So even when he says the political and the things he's talking about He's he's actually giving a warning, right? Because he's saying, but not about the president. No, about, about the Senate. About this, not only about the Senate, but specifically the Senate and its process of impeachment, right? Because he, he warns it in, in this. It's funny they they try to draw out the definitions. He's not giving definitions. No. He's giving a warning. Yes, and he's saying by the, by the nature of this thing, here's what could happen. You basically end up with a process, and that's where the first sentence you read, where he says, you know. It's it's a it's as much it's as difficult to attain as it is, you know, desirable. Terrible. Like we want this a lot, but it's also really hard right. because here's the problem. Because of the fact that when a public officer violates a public trust, it's against the people who elected him. The people who elected him are in factions. And what's going to end up happening is rather than it be about proving innocence or guilt, right. it's going to be about whoever's the most powerful party right. getting to have it, their way exactly. and control the process. And he says this. Let me go ahead and re- finish reading this paragraph. This is I just gave you a paraphrase. Yes. He says, the prosecution of them for this reason will se- seldom fail to agitate the passions of the whole community. And to divide, when he says seldom fail, he actually they use that in the positive. So he's saying it's actually going to do this, right? right? So it's actually going to agitate the passions of the whole community and to divide it into parties more or less friendly or inimical to it, to the accused. In many cases, it will connect itself with pre-existing factions and will enlist all their animosities, partialities, influence, and interest on one side or on the other and in such cases, there will always be the greatest danger that the decision will be regulated more by comparative strength of parties than by real demonstrations of innocence or guilt. Hamilton is describing what <laughs> we just experienced exactly. in the house. And they're using this this very paragraph yes. as a justification. As a justification. When in fact, he's actually describing what they're doing yes. as, warning. as this is going to be the problem with the process. This is going to be and, the and problem so, with and the so process they're of saying, impeachment. They're saying, see, Hamilton said it was supposed to be like this. This is how we're supposed to do it. No, you morons. He was saying this is how it's going to be messed up. This is yeah. how this is why it's well, a problem. Not only that. Well, not only that warning. They're twisting his words into saying that Hamilton actually implies that 
to impeach the president, Congress has a plenary power to define what high crimes and misdemeanors may be. Because it's such a vague term, they said. No, no, no. Hamilton is not expanding the list. He's saying, look, you've got this list. And even within this list, it's... we Right. I, if you look at this last sentence, JC, it says, uh, and in such cases, there will always be greatest danger that the decisions will be regulated more by the comparative strength of parties than by real demonstrations of innocence or guilt. And when you look at that hermeneutically, what Hamilton is actually saying is, we ought to be looking for a conclusion of innocence or guilt, but when the impeachment process goes wrong, because it will be completely politically motivated, you will no longer achieve an end of innocence or guilt. You will achieve the end of political factions. And which and, and, and in which case, the more powerful political faction of the day will be the victor. And so the whole thing is is absolutely it is absolutely ludicrous. Number one, that they're trying to imply that Hamilton was talking about the the president in this. He is not talking about the president in this because remember in Article Two, Section Four, there's more there than just the president. They're not even talking about the qualifications of treason, bribery, high crimes, and misdemeanors. He's not defining those terms. He's not adding to those definitions. He's not taking away from those definitions. He, as you said, JC, is giving a warning to the people. See, that's what the Federalist Papers were all about, explaining the clauses, showing how they're supposed to work, and then giving a warning when we don't follow the Constitution. Well, and also giving reasoning behind it. Yes. I mean, the bulk of this is why Why is it like this? Why is it structured like this? That's right. the thing. If you, if you, I quickly yeah. you know, read through the whole thing. Uh, basically, the overall import of Federalist 65 is Hamilton saying, here's the structure that we chose. Right. You know, we chose, and what I think is important is what you already said, where he characterizes this as a judicial type power yeah a judicial nature well he even says that he says uh the remaining powers which the plan of the convention allots to the senate in a distinct capacity are comprised in their participation with the executive in the appointment of offices and in their judicial character as a court for the trial of impeachment exactly and this is the judicial character of the senate and the democrats have been banging this drum you know that well this is not some kind of court proceeding. This is not a court proceeding. It's not a courtroom. So, you know, you know, it's not regular due process. He doesn't deserve due process. Whereas that's not how Hamilton describes Hamilton it. It's is, a judicial. In fact, he uses the, the word, word court. Yes, use the word court. court. So and it's just judicial. like. But, but, and guilt and innocence. Right, exactly. And and looking at the evidence, he says, examine the evidence and determine guilt or innocence. So it's it's all about evidentiary, the evidentiary process. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact process, intended to be the same exact process, as you would find in a court. Hamilton's whole point here is, but we're putting it in in the legislative body. We're not leaving in the court. And he, and he talks about why the legislative body, mm-hmm. why the Senate. And then when, when he says the convention, you know, wanted to lodge it in. Uh, the one body. Then he said, well, the other body would need to play a part. So they took the same kind of thing that they had in Great Britain.
Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Look, I, I just, I want to tell you, you're not going to hear this anywhere else. Your friends yeah. and family are not going to hear this anywhere else. And, and it's we're actually asking pretty you, simple to read. Yeah, it's very simple to read. But I'm asking you right now for your support of the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. JC, tell them how that they can partner with us and help us spread this farther and wider. First off, share, share the show. Like the show, share the show. That's incredibly important. Uh, but then you can text IMPACT2020 to 33777, and you can help us keep improving and spreading what we're doing. It takes it, it takes funds to do this. It takes time to do this. And not everybody, you know, you guys can go start your own show. Maybe you don't want to start your own show, but you can, you can seed into ours and help us expand. We've been making so many improvements. I hope those of you who are listening, those of you who are watching us on YouTube, you notice that we are making improvements in our setting and our sound and everything that we're doing. Uh, just, we're just wrestling with the sound. The sound, I'm, 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 sound, 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 sound. I'm hoping the sound is good today and then we're, we'll be good for a while. That way. Hey, Chase, I want to read this, okay? Uh, this is, again, Federal 75. I think this is important to the statement that you left off on. He says, the convention, it appears, thought the Senate most fit the most fit depository of this important trust. Those who can best discern the intrinsic, intrinsic difficulty of the thing will be least hasty in condemning that, that opinion and will be most inclined to allow due weight to the argument which may be supposed to have produced it. Yeah. See, it's all about, once again, it's the judicial nature. It's of course, it's about weighing the evidence. Yeah. And the fact that the House is actually living out Hamilton's warning mm -hmm. in Federalist 65 and that the news state, Fox News, JC, I saw this, Some I wish I had the guy's face, you could tell me who he was. He's a regular wonking head, you know, just all this garbage coming out of that hole in his face about Federalist 65. And I'm and it's so disingenuous because I know the man can read. I know he's an intelligent person. So I have to believe that he is twisting this because he believes that the people listening will not read for themselves. Yeah. I, I just, like I said, simply, it's easy I don't to read. Know. No, I, they, Maybe I'll pull it what, up here while you're talking. And see it's just like what, it what we showed earlier. The people don't actually look for themselves and then they just take they take what's what's reported to them. But as mm -hmm. I said, it's easy to read. Um, and it's about, again, it's about pl placement of the power in the Senate and not other places. He talks about, um, mm -hmm. I, I think, as I mentioned, I think it's the fifth paragraph um, where he references being it being lodged in the in one body of the legislature and then the other body, you know, would would want to have a part. And so they took the, the model in Great Britain. So the House of Commons initiated a House of Lords decide upon it. So that's that's what we have. And. He goes on, I think it's paragraph uh, seven, where he, you know, someone would say, well, why can't you put in the Supreme Court? We're not going to put in the Supreme Court because the, the judges are essentially chosen. They're nominated by, by the, the president. By so the president. They'd be beholden, you know, they could be beholden to the president if they have to decide that. 
Um, which is a strange thing to have, as they do now, the Supreme Court justice somehow involved in this process. Well, it's no, kind of it is it is it is in the Constitution that, yeah. that the Chief Justice presides over it. Yeah. But he doesn't. But so have as far as the process of law, factor, as far as right? it's process of law, right? Right. Like he's governing the process. Right. Exactly. Like a, like he's I'm a judge. I'm a lawyer kind of guy. I know well, how I'm a judge, to go. and the Senate is the jury. That and that's how this is supposed to work. But that gives to me it gives more weight to the idea that this is supposed to be a court yes. style, judicial style process. Well, it just happens is, to be in the Senate. Now people will say, well, that has to do with the Senate, but there's not supposed to be due process in the House. This is a completely different function. No, I don't think I don't think you're getting it. Okay. If that's what they're saying, number one, that's not what the wonking heads are saying about Federal 65. They're trying to say that that Hamilton is saying that the president can be impeached for whatever political issue Congress can devise. Yeah. That Hamilton's not, I mean, that is not even in anywhere in the context. You can't even glean that from the context. You have to invent that with a forced construction, as Madison calls that. Yeah. But the thing that we need to listen here is that warning in paragraph two about how this can morph into a political thing where it becomes a party thing. And that's exactly what's happened in the House. Yeah. Well, he talks about it's a third paragraph from the last. Mm -hmm. uh, he talks about that when we would not want to unite Supreme Court and the Senate in this process of impeachment, but we get the benefit of the Supreme Court simply by having the, the Chief Justice design over yeah. it. So I hope you uh, get the message we're trying to give you today. Share this so other people can learn. God bless you. See you next time.